are now listening to an exclusive interview only on uclaradio.com. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to um, do this interview with me over the phone. I really appreciate it. Um, sure, no problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, well, I'll just start off by saying that I'm uh, a really big fan of your work and your work with that dog, and um, I'm personally very excited for the show you guys are having on Saturday. I'm going with my best friend, and we both love you. It's like a big bonding point for us, so this is... Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Of course, of course. Um, I kind of wanted to start off by asking you... Um, I kind of wanted to begin by going back to basically the point in life you were at when that dog formed, because I know you guys came together in L.A. and that you're from L.A., but I was kind of wondering where exactly in L.A. you grew up and how the music scene here in the city during the 90s influenced you personally, as well as, you know, the band and how it was formed. Well... I grew up on um, on the west side, like near where you are. Okay, at New UCLA. And, um, like right by the four hundred five and Sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and Rachel and Petra grew up in the Pacific Palisades. Um, Petra was obviously part of the band before, but isn't now. Um, and Tony grew up on uh, the same street that I lived on, so we. And he and my brother were best friends, so um, we kind of all grew up, and I went to high school with Rachel. So we all went, uh, we were all kind of like around each other a lot, um, without ever thinking we would be in a band together. And um, it wasn't until we graduated, I started writing as like a a joke in a way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like I didn't think I was a songwriter or anything I was just doing it as a joke with a friend of mine but it turns out that it's not easy to write songs but it was for me and it took me a little bit to understand that yeah um, and when I kind of did then I thought well maybe I do want to write do a, make a you know put a band together and then I knew that Rachel I think was playing drums around that time I knew she was playing drums and I knew she could sing and so I asked her and then it kind of went from there okay um, um we never went to i mean we knew a lot of bands and stuff we never really went to shows together or anything and i would go see all kinds of different bands um you know all the time but i, I don't know if any of them really influenced like what we were doing it was more like when we started doing the band the bands that we were playing with, all of a sudden we started influencing each other. I think it was yeah. a little bit more like that. Yeah, that's really cool. What, um, what other artists kind of at that time or in the city do you feel like that was happening with that you guys sort of interacted with a lot that you feel like you sort of bounced off each I other mean, creatively? I some bands called, you know, there's like a band called Charles Brown Superstar that we really loved. Um, and... I mean, there were several bands that we played with a lot, but I mean, I would say, like, main, our main ones were Beck and Weezer, because mm. um, we were all just, you know, no one was 
popular yet, and we were all just kind of playing the same shows together. And um, then they started, Weezer and Beck would, would, I don't know if Weezer did, but some of the members of Weezer, like, they all just kind of, they really liked us, and so, you know, like, sometimes they'd record where we recorded, and we'd all hang out, and it would be kind of like this, kind of like college, you know, like yeah. that was our version of college. Yeah. It was just kind of like that. Yeah, that's really cool, and um, I also kind of wondered kind of in that same, like this kind of within the same question, I know in your song Minneapolis from um, the Retreat from the Sun album, you referred to the Jabberjaw, which like to my knowledge was a rock club kind of coffee house th- uh, place in LA during the 90s. And I was kind of wondering, was that like a significant place that you might play or were you in the band would meet these other artists? Or I was kind of wondering about that because I remember actually growing yeah. up, yeah. Yeah, that place was definitely like the our like rec center where we would hang out. Um, we would hang out there, we would all play shows, we would go to shows there. Um, and, you know, all, so many different bands played there from that time too. Like, you know, Nirvana played there yeah. and, and it was tiny. They weren't Nirvana yet, but they were Nirvana, but they weren't as they weren't commercially successful yet. Otherwise, the place probably would have it couldn't have held. But it was, uh, yeah, that it was really that was like our place, I would say. And then I also kind of made me think because I know you guys played a show at the Smell back in July, just this past summer, Um, and. I think the smell opened just after you and that dog kind of like weren't making music together anymore for some time, right? Yes. So I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, maybe a little bit later. I just I don't totally remember exactly when they opened. But right. I, I, you know, I think I've been there once before. Oh, okay. Maybe. Well, I was wondering because now in a way, and, if, and the reason yeah. why we chose it was because it. Um, it's the it was the closest to Jabberjaw and that and I wanted to kind of pay tribute to how we played that record the most. Right. And, and yeah, I I, like that. I had read that the smell I think actually kind of came about because Jabberjaw and other venues around that time were shut down, so someone wanted to make something new, but kind of yeah, I was wondering I could see then why you guys would pick that location and I was wondering what was it like to be in a venue like that now, you know, especially when you've kind of been more established and, you know, also, like, how does it, does it feel kind of the same or does, like, the modern music scene in L.A. feel different in that type of venue now or what did it feel like? Um, well, it, it's tough because it felt really comfortable and it felt like that's exactly what we were there to do. So it felt totally right. The hard part is that, it was a heat wave. They don't have air conditioning. Oh, yeah. You enter through the alley. It's called the smell for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, like that part was that part was a little challenging, but it, it. I mean, that was pretty normal for you know back then as well. So it was kind of like a a good touchstone in a way that all the good and the bad for you know like playing bigger venues and stuff is super fun, but I also really like 
to have it feel more intimate. Yeah, and I was wondering what um, what did the crowd seem like that night to you? Do, what, do you think it was a lot of people who were fans of you guys in the 90s who came out, or did you see kind of like a new generation coming in and taking in your music, or what was that, um, what was the audience like for you? I mean, we did two shows that night. Um, audiences were different. Like, mm. the first group of people were a little more subdued. People had, like, their iPads out and were filming. It was a little strange. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the second the second show was way looser. And I don't know if that's because one was at, like, 8 and one was at 10, mm. but it is what it is. I mean, it seems to me like, we have a good mixture of old fans and new fans, which is always so, you know, surprising to us just because we were only around for a certain time, quite some time ago. So it's very nice to hear that we're still affecting people. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's a thing too that sometimes also even after like a band's you know, the time they're actually making music, the legacy keeps living on, which is really interesting to see. I mean, I, I'm about to be 22, um, but I was, you know, uh, probably, a, I guess, a baby when some of the stuff first came out, but I've really loved your music. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really love, <laughs> you know, I really loved your music, though, because, well, to me, I feel like it, it kind of like embraces this really youthful energy and sort of the idea of growing yeah. up. But also for me, I think specifically, it was like this female perspective and like your perspective and in a way that was really, I think, like honest. It wasn't something that looks down on that youthful female perspective, which I just kind of feel like happens a lot whenever we're having representation of young yeah. women. Um, and so kind of with that in mind, I did want to ask you like, you know, when you like, were making the songs that you had on Retreat from the Sun or Totally Crushed Out, what did you think of them when you were making them? And also, what do you think of them now, especially now that you've recently released new music through the album Old LP last month? Well, I mean, for me, writing songs was more about... It was almost like I was writing short stories or poems mm. um, and then doing, like, collections of poems because um, it's more like I each song has its own little story that it, I, it tells and for me it was about like whatever was going on in my life that day or that week or whatever mm-hmm. and you know and I'm they were almost like diary entries yeah in a way and so it's like you can really tell the difference like as I guess as I was getting a little bit older in that dog, like it got a little more sophisticated, but um, I think, I don't know. It was like, I never really thought about it. I never like walked into it. Well, I guess what, I guess what I'm really trying to look at is how do I look at it now? And how did I look at it then? Mm -hmm. Then it just happened. Right. And I, was just getting it out. And when I listen to it now, some of it I just think is so complex, mm-hmm. and it was, but it was just so obvious to us or me. And 
that I'm more of a musician and I understand music a lot more and I've been doing this for a very long time and I do all different things in music. I look at it and go, oh my God, those are like, I was 22 and I was writing these like intricate songs with lyrics and string sections and crazy arrangements and breaking molds and that's <laughs> insane and I had no idea. Yeah. Um, so like sometimes I'm proud, sometimes I'm embarrassed. <laughs> you know, like looking back at, you know, like your school picture or something sometimes can be embarrassing. So sometimes it feels like that, like uh, I was trying too hard or, or I don't know. But it just, it all just was a, like a photograph of what was going on in the moment. Yeah, I could see that. I think that's, cool. I think that's sort of like what I was saying about too, why like it feels really like. Like, like, well, we, when you described it as sort of, like, diary entries, that makes a lot of sense. Because to me, it sort of has this, like, young, like, teenage young adult woman, like, vulnerability of, like, this is just what's happening and this is what's going on with relationships. And it's a very, like, honest way of, I think, how we can feel at that time, but without feeling the need to also make it, like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes people talk about the subjects and... I think those su- like those subjects, like the relationships we go through, or just the things we experience at that time in life, it is really serious. But I think a lot of people act like it isn't for what it is, if that makes yeah. sense, you know? Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, and so... Yeah, I mean, that's totally what it, what it, uh, it was. Yeah, and I think there's also, like, even an awareness there, like, even, like, the the album you know totally crushed out and the album cover how that looks I like I love that cover because I think it's this very like this awareness of it kind of representing that time but it's not shying away from it if that I don't know if that's how you felt about it at the time but I think that's always how I saw it yeah no, we were life. embracing it we were absolutely I mean that was I was totally embracing I mean you know, not all of us I mean some of the band I, I, I mean Tony the drummer really gets into the conceptual part of, of what we do. And um, it was really apparent when we did the new record because it was like, you know, it made us kind of look at it in this weird retrospective way to see like, oh, right, the first album is a little girl. The second one is a teen. And the third one is my eye. So it's like, grown up, what do we do now? Where are we now? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we at that. It's the same with now. Like I'm embracing where I am right now, just like I did then. And I felt like the songs lended themselves to like a young adult, you know, romantic novel. Like that's what it was. Yeah. And that's how we wanted to kind of package it and present it because that is what it was. Yeah, and I think yeah, I I just think that's like. A really, I think all of that, like, yeah, when you put it that way too, seeing kind of the the growing up that happened within the albums is really something that's so unique and also beautiful. And then I'm wondering, so with old LP, what was it like making that now? Because listening to it, it definitely, you know, it sounds like you guys, but definitely sounds more grown up. And so kind of now that that's been, the album has been completed, where do you see it kind of falling into, um this sequence of, you know, you had the little girl and the teenager and sort of the young adult. So where do you see old LP kind of falling into that? 
I mean, that was a big question from the beginning where, you know, Tony would say to me, like, you know, what, what is she going to, you know, what is the voice of that dog, which is me, but like, you know, what do you, but I used to be so specific about what I was talking about, and it's like, I'm not going to talk about, like, how annoying the night was, you know, yeah. it's not what my life is about anymore, um, or who hurt my, well, actually, I do talk about who hurt my feelings, it's just so much more complex, Yeah. but um, he was so curious to know, like, well, what is, what is she or you, what are you going to, what's it going to be? And so I kind of wrestled with that because I thought, well, how personal do I want to get? I, but I don't want to, like, pretend that I'm not going to... Basically, by the end of it, I, you know, it was where I am. I did exactly what I did in that dog before, and I just tell it like it is from my perspective. And hopefully, you know, that is helpful for other people with their stuff because I like to you know, speak and sing and write so kind of honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and directly. Yeah. And also on old LP, what's different as well um, from past works is that you have a lot of guest appearances. You know, you have Maya Rudolph and Randy Newman and Blur's Graham Coxon. And so what was, how did that happen? Was that sort of like a conscious effort like you and the band wanted to collaborate with other artists for this project? It felt right. Or was it something that just kind of happened as you went through the process of recording? We never really had any guests on anything yeah. very much um, before. And when Rachel's sister, Petra, decided she wasn't going to be a part of moving forward, I, you know, I wrestled with that because purist, and I just I didn't know if I wanted to screw with the recipe. Mm. And then I thought, well, you know, not, not to discredit any of her work because she is incredibly valuable and talented I thought that you know I think we could probably do this without her but since it's not with her and it's not just the four of us being insular um, maybe we should include our friends and family like of the band to be a part of the album like as a you know a bit of a celebration and that turned into something really kind of cool, which we just never done before. Yeah. But it was, I'm really glad we did. It was, it ended, I mean, for me on a like collaborative and production level, it was really one of my favorite parts of making the album. Yeah. And that's really cool. And then kind of going off that, have there been any current artists that you really enjoyed or felt inspired by as you also went forward with making this? Or was it? really just still, even though you were working with other people, was it still kind of like the insular thing of you guys kind of inspire yourselves in your own sound? Or, I don't know, has there been anything you've enjoyed lately or that you've heard that you felt like, oh, that kind of gave me an idea, if that makes sense? That's interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, it's, it's hard because I was in my early 20s, I was, you know, ensconced in, in the music scene. And then and for longer, for a lot longer, but then after a while, you know, with the, the way that music kind of shifted throughout the last 15 years or whatever, I think I got more and more turned off in a way by what was out there. Like I didn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't relating to anybody or anything as much as I had before. Yeah. So in, in terms of like, 
current stuff, it's hard because I, if I, I'm like listening to pop radio more than any, you know, more than anything, mm-hmm. and which I don't even do that much. Basically, I listen to whatever my son wants to listen. Right. To. So, which is at this point like sports news. Yeah, it definitely gets. It's different too, and I know too. If you have a kid, it's very much about what <laughs> what they want to listen to. So you get yeah, whatever. Because oftentimes I'm in the car, and I just want if I'm alone, I'm making calls I need to make, or I'm I'm like just thinking. Right. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm working on music all the time, so I kind of give my my head a break. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Um, yeah, and also, well. With the show you guys have coming up on Saturday, I know, well, like a really unique aspect that your that 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 dog's music has used is kind of I would say you know like the sounds of string instruments, and I know at yeah. the region on the sixteenth you're gonna have live string accompaniment, uh, like an accompaniment. So I didn't know yeah. is this a first for you guys in terms of bringing that aspect of the music like live in that big a way. Um, or have you done that before? Well, we, we did a couple years ago, we did Riot Fest, and we played Retreat from the Sun, the entire album. Okay. And we had a quartet for those shows, because um, that album, it's like half of it, there are no strings, and then the other half, it's more like string sections. Yeah. Instead of just like string lines, like we had in the first two albums. So, um, and then... Before we did the Riot Fest thing, we, we did a show where we did all the songs we never would play live that had, like, string sections on them, so we could do those um, those songs, and so that really opened my mind up to kind of bringing the two together. U- ultimately, that's, you know, that's one of my favorite parts of the album are the arrangements, and I love performing with a string section it's just something that makes me really excited so I'm really looking forward to kind of going all out with with the instrumentation yeah and will that um will you also have the same thing at the Brooklyn show on November 23rd yes oh that's really cool and I know you guys I'm excited you guys played in Brooklyn back in um, 2011 when you guys first reunited um, or had the reunion. And yeah. didn't that sell out really quickly um, at the time? Those mm-hmm. first reunion show, actually pretty much every, you know, the venues are playing, you know, the, in the next couple of weeks are, are large, so um, which is very flattering. Um, I tend to stick to my friends and stuff so when we did those reunion shows it was all done through friends and they were they're big venues in my opinion I had no idea we would sell out you know the Troubadour or the Music Hall of Williamsburg in like a day right I had no idea yeah um yeah those shows and even the Smell show I mean they they just the the tickets have sold very quickly which is really nice I think there's still tickets available to these shows because I think the venues are a lot bigger but I don't I tend to stay away from that part yeah. of it. I don't want to get bogged down with that. Well, with the, you know, overall, like, the success you've had playing recently in L.A. and also in New York, do you think there's any chance you guys will play more shows in other cities soon in the U.S. or elsewhere? I don't know. We don't have that. We've always talked about it, and 
it gets really, um, we've talked about it. We don't have anything on the books. Um, it's schedule wise. It's been really difficult. Tony lives in New York. He's, he's got a, a, a very big position at Nickelodeon and, oh. um, you know, has a family with two kids there and I'm here, you know, with my son and I score for television. So like mm. it, it's between our schedules, it's tough. Yeah. Um, and then if anything comes up for Rachel, which it, it has on and off for the last couple of years, it can really, you know, put it, it makes it really difficult. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes that makes sense. So I mean, yeah. ideally, I you know maybe it's it's definitely something we want to try to figure out, right? But that's why these shows are you know we're ta- they're special because I don't know you know it's just so hard for us, right? But yeah, I think that's really cool to have honestly like special shows like this, especially in cities that you feel connected to, um, but. I know yeah, I don't sure. want to. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So I just have one more thing I want to ask you. Um, okay. Which is, I just want to ask. So, if there's like anything that you would hope people take away from that dog's music, whether it's you know the older albums and also the newest one, what do you think that would be? Like, what do you? What would you like ideally for your music to do for people? I mean, I like how you said it affected you. I yeah. Mean, I like that it feels, I love when music makes me feel like I'm being heard in a way, (laughs) you know, like where I feel like it's validating my experience, even though I don't actually know what the writer is talking about, even (laughs) if I do. Yeah. And, you know, when I first started doing music and I wasn't, I kind of came into it backwards. I didn't really think of myself as a songwriter, as a musician, as a singer, until I was, like, in well into the Totally Crushed Out album. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, it's the thing that really drives me when I really sat down and thought, are you sure you want to be a musician? Are you sure you want to do this? It was that, well, I want to reach people. I mean, like, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it to reach people and to make myself happy. And if it's not, you know, and I don't, I'm not interested in, I wasn't interested in taking the route of becoming maybe like a pop star or something like that, because I, I actually like how it affects, how, what, what I've done affects people. Yeah. It doesn't need to be global. Right. It's okay. It's it's okay if it's one person. It's okay if it's you know two billion people. I like that. I like when people say to me like you know you, I feel like you validated like the viewpoint of a young woman, and I like when people say I almost broke up with my boyfriend in the car and we listened to your song three times and then we decided not to. <laughs> wow. You know, like did someone say that to like, you? Or once? I walked down the aisle to a song you wrote. It's like that. Yeah. That stuff is so special. Yeah. To me. Um, so I feel like if that is going to continue, then that's, that's all I could ask for. Yeah. So, yeah, just having, like, the the legacy of the music. Yeah. And just, yeah, having a real honest effect on a lot of people. That's really cool. Ultimately, that's what I care about. You know, I mean, obviously I have to, 
earn a living and do all of that, but that's not where I kind of put this. Yeah, yeah. In my scope of work, you know, I kind of, this is like, um, it's, it's, it's all about the, the art and the exchange for me. Right, right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me again. I really appreciate it. And I've loved talking no to you and um, all the things you've gone to tell me. It's really great because, like I said, like your music's had a big impact on my life. So getting to talk to you about it all is really amazing. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. That's very sweet. Of course. And, yeah, I'm really excited for the show on Saturday. I'm sure it'll be really great. So I'll be there in the crowd cheering you guys on. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah.